This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. I like fly fishing brands. I fish with a Winston rod, even though I own a couple of others. I wear Sims waders. Now those were given to me, but I am generally an early adopter of gadgets and gear. That you are, Steve. You are so different from me. (laughs) You were the first one to buy a wading stick. That's true. And also one of those head thingies. What do you call those? A gator. See, you don't even know what to call them. I don't even know what to call them. (laughs) You also were the first to purchase a pair of corkers. Yeah, that's that's right. That was uh, really an innovation in wading boots that allowed you to switch out the soles. Yep, that's right. You do that quite often, especially when we uh, hike for a while before we go in. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm hard on gear. I tend to be more of a minimalist uh, when it comes to my gear. I wear a pair of John Bailey waders. I've had these for so long and I keep wanting to replace them, but they're like the Energizer Bunny. They keep going and going and going. Every year, I think I'm going to replace them this year. I want to replace them this year. I crawl on my knees and scrape the waders against rocks, but to no avail, they are super waders and they're cheap. And that's what we're talking about today, fly fishing brands and how understanding the way brand strategy actually works can help you make better decisions when you go to purchase a new rod or new waders. Dave, you own a brand strategy agency, so even though I like brands more than you do when it comes to fly fishing, uh, you're the expert. You understand how brands tell their stories and thus sell stuff. Well, it is all about telling a story. Uh, Most of our work at CZ Strategy tends to be in the financial services, uh, asset management, wealth management space, uh, or in the technology space. And it's not retail uh, like the fly fishing industry, but the principles are the same. And the first thing to remember uh, as we begin today is that the fly fishing industry and all the products and such, the fly fishing industry is a very, very mature space. Now, what do you mean by that? What does that mean to me as a fly fisher? Well, it means there's a lot of clutter and there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of brand and a lot of options. And it's really hard for these companies to differentiate. Let's just think about the category of fly rods for a moment. What brands do you think of? Oh, wow. There's Orvis, there's Sage, there's Winston, there's Reddington, there's Temple Fork Outfitters, there's Hardy. There's Loomis. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And each one of those brands has a line of rods. Now, Steve, tell me how you came to select your Winston rod. You know, I have been fishing with the Orvis rods for a long time and really like them, but this is back in the day when and uh, remember, they were all two-piece, and the four-piece had just finally that the technology was good enough that you could have a four-piece rod that was, uh, you know, that that had the kind of action that a two-piece rod did. And I, I remember it was a it was a trip probably back in 2007 uh, to back to Montana, and I just decided 
with uh, you know with the new luggage fees. Remember, we used to carry on all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, back we didn't in the get, day. Yeah, you didn't get charged for it. But I, I realized, you know what? If I'm going to be paying 25 bucks, uh, you know, one way, so really 50 bucks uh, to fly to Bozeman and back. You know, every time I do that, I thought I'm going to get myself a four-piece rod. So I didn't take a rod with me, and I had saved up some money. Thought, okay, I'm going to buy a rod, and I intended to buy an Orvis, but uh, the Orvis shop that we uh, that, that we we love and always buy stuff from, they didn't have any uh, of the high-end rods that I was wanting, and so uh, ran over to another fly shop, and and I thought, well, I'm going to have to put out the money for a Sage, and I, I thought about Winston in the back of my mind. I thought, you know, this is made in Montana. This is, but it's going to be another hundred and fifty bucks more, and so I'm looking at some Sage rods, and I was just ready to select one, and then I made the mistake of picking up a Winston, and it really did feel uh, different. I thought, wow, I, I love the feel of this, and and I probably took a little bit of a risk because you do, you really do have to get out and cast uh, a rod to know how the, the action is going to perform, but but I thought, you know, I've done this long enough, I can feel a difference here in the fly shop, and so. So I thought, you know what, this is going to be a, really, I, when I buy a rod, I'll, I'll use it pretty much for life. I'm, you know, even though I'm an early adopter, it's not like, well, I, I'm going to wait three years and then buy the newest Sage or Winston that comes out. I thought, this is going to be a rod I'll use for the next 25 years. Unless technology changes. Yeah, that's right. Unless it's something really radical. So I thought... I, so I justified it. I thought, I'm going to pay the extra money, and I bought the Winston. <laughs> well, I fish with an Orvis H2, so um, it's another great rod. I was tempted to buy the Winston rod simply because you had it. You put a lot of pressure on me. I have fly fished with the Winston rod, um, but I went out with a guide one day, um, and they were an authorized Orvis dealer, and he allowed me to use the H2, and I... I I had, I mean, it made me into such a better fly fisher yeah. that I made the decision uh, to purchase that rod. But here's the challenge when you think about brands. Hmm. There are all these great rods. So every one of these rods has a high-end version of what they sell. Mm -hmm. This is called brand positioning. And so if you look at Winston rods, even their tagline for the brand, it's they call it the finest rods in the world. So when they they're positioning that rod, rod at what's called the performer position. There are actually eight brand positions that you can have. One is the leader position. You either are the leader or you're not. Think about the big box stores, Cabela's and, and, um, Best Bass Pro. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those two are the leaders. Usually there's at least one leader in a category. Sometimes there's two. In the big box retail, um, you have um, those two. Also right. regionally, you have some big stores. Mm -hmm. There's like Gander Mountain. Right. There's Shields. Yeah, REI up are, in Canada. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So these yeah. brands, and often you'll have bigger players in regional areas, and then you'll have some the big monster players in, in the large playing field right. of, of retail. The same is true with Rock. Right. So in the category of fly rods, you have an array of rods from and they position the rod in one of the and in the two different types of position between the premium. That's a pricing position versus the mm -hmm. discount brand. Now, when you think of retail, you think of Walmart. Right. It's a discount mm -hmm. brand, right? But in the category of fly rods, when you have a Sage, you have all these different rods, they have a high-end rod that they position as the premium 
performer position. In other words, okay. they're making a claim that it performs mm-hmm. better than the other rod. They, they establish that position in your mind by making it expensive. Mm-hmm. Now, again, today we're not talking about custom rods. And I mean, you could spend an enormous <laughs> right. amount of yeah. money. That's called the specialist position. And mm-hmm. with the specialist position, price just continues to go up. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about that today. We're talking about rods in the um, in the kind of the general rod category and the higher end rods. My point simply is, at least for fly rods and for wading boots. So those are the two pieces of equipment that are really important to me and I will pay good money for. Right. right? The fly rod is, has to do with your casting. Right? Yep. Yeah. And your boots will save your life. Right. But your vest, I mean, that's yeah, not going to take a minimalist. Yeah, yeah, totally. I just mm-hmm. bought a fish pond uh, sling pack and fish pond is a good mm-hmm. brand. I could have purchased a Patagonia sling pack. Uh, yep. Patagonia tends to be a little bit higher up in terms of price. They, um, most of their gear, think about Patagonia for a moment. Um, think about a Patagonia fleece versus a Columbia fleece. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, they probably come off the same factory in China. Right. But one's position has a different brand story. Patagonia has a very, very unique brand story. It started out in Alpine tools and Alpine gear and now has expanded to what they call non-motorized outdoor sports. So you have kayaking, snowboarding, surfing, and fly fishing. So they have a nice fly fishing line as okay, well. Okay, and just to make sure I'm clear, just define brand story for me again. So when when organizations or brands um, create like a rod, right? Let's just talk about Winston. Winston is not just trying to sell you a rod. They're trying to sell you a story, right? So okay. you were, how were you drawn to that right. Winston? Okay. One is it's in yeah, Montana. Yeah, it's made in Montana. It's made yeah. in Mon- So mm-hmm. emotionally you were hooked into right. the story, mm-hmm. right? The Yellowstone yep. ecosystem, yep. you know, kind of the heart of the best trout fishing in the mm-hmm. world, really arguably yeah. is in the Yellowstone ecosystem. There might right. be a couple other places, but um, that is just it. So you have this story. Mm-hmm. It's about this exquisite handcrafted rods from the heart of trout country or trout streams Mm -hmm. uh, in Montana. So there's this story and kind of elitism that the story creates. And so that's what you're buying into. And the rod, yes, it's high quality. Yes, it's all this. But when you do double blind tests with, let's say, a Winston rod and a Sage rod, let's say it's at the same price point. Mm -hmm. If you did a double blind study, you say, okay, we're going to fish the Madison. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're gonna fish the Madison on Thursday sure. with the Sage. We're gonna fish the Madison on the on the Friday yeah. with the with the Winston. Yeah. Would you choose the Winston? Yeah, that's a good point. You'd like to think yeah, that you're going to right. choose the Winston. But maybe not. But maybe not. Right? So I'm laughing over here because I'm thinking, so Dave, what you're telling me is that my Sims chapstick <laughs> is not as good as the chapstick <laughs> that I get in uh, in IGA. Oh, that's hilarious. You no, are so brave. No, but conscious. here's the deal. The only reason I got that is because we were in the Sims store and I needed chapstick. <laughs> Oh, I hope my family doesn't listen to this because they think I'm ridiculous. They they think Steve, I that I'm also amazing. a model for Under Armour. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, the point man. simply is is when you go to buy a rod, which is important to me, and you say I'm going to buy the best rod. Okay, you're not getting a custom rod, but you right. buy the best yeah. rod. So. 
what are you going to buy? Well, you, you know, you start reading reviews, you start, you know, listening to the brand story, going to the website, you know, participating. And I mean, branding is really all about emotion. Mm-hmm. And it just tickles me when you say, when you heard that it was made in Montana, yeah. <laughs> you lived there for 20 years. That's kind of where your soul You're resides. saying I'm a sucker. <laughs> I do. So I, yeah. I am saying that, excuse yes. me. I do say that and I am saying that. Yeah. So the, the point simply is, as you think about branding and you think about your gear, I don't know that you can tell the difference. True. And yeah. I think that it's very individual. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm shorter. Right. Um, my my arms are shorter. My legs are shorter. So, you know, maybe the type of rod I need mm-hmm. might feel different for me. Right. So here's mm-hmm. the challenge is that it's very, very difficult to actually use a rod for a full day like I did when I fished uh, with Orifice's H2 rod. And you can go to a fly shop and you must go to a fly shop to feel the rods. Mm-hmm. But even so, if you haven't fished that rod, mm-hmm. you're making a guess. Yeah, and um, so the point simply is, yeah. is that you do need when it comes to purchasing a rod, you really have to test the rod as much as you can. You have to fish with it. If you can't do it, then at least go to the fly shop and do what Steve did, which is test the rod, feel it, you know, do some casting wherever you can with the rod. Right, and at the end of the day, too, if you stick with some of the the, the more well-known brands, there's no reason to have buyer's remorse. You don't have have to say, no, oh, no. I wish I would have gotten a Sage, or, or oh, I wish I would have gotten a Winston. No, if, if if you if you get something that's good quality and and seems to work well, stick with it. Yeah, I think that's the point. The point is one, probably not to overthink it. Mm-hmm. If you really like it and it works for you, mm-hmm. then purchase it. Don't get caught up in the yeah. in the story of the other brands. Yeah. I think the other thing to think about is when you look at. Um, rod reviews or equipment reviews. There's all these different relationships that maybe limit what they can say. They might limit, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, the rods that they actually select for the mm-hmm. reviews. Yeah. If you're going to go for a higher end rod, you have to try them out. Yeah. I would also say be careful of the discount <laughs> brands if you really want a performance mm-hmm. rod. Yeah. And um, you just, it, I think they're, you know, when they make a claim to the performer position and it's a high priced mm-hmm. rod, generally you're getting a higher performing rod. And um, it's difficult to choose among the brands, but I would definitely recommend that you go with a higher end rod and also a higher end wading boots. We haven't talked much about that. I have a pair of Sims boots. Um, studded boots that I really like, uh, except for when I fish the Yellowstone. It's really, really important as you think about your gear, not to get sucked up into the brand stories uh, of the different brands, but find things that actually really work for you. That's a good reminder too. I mean, we, we love Orvis. Orvis has been known as kind of a blue collar company, but they've got some great stuff, great high end rods, but there's a huge difference between an Orvis, uh, the, the H2 that, that you have, and then the, the Clearwater, which is, you know, which is a good rod but that's at the very bottom and sometimes i've seen people who uh, used to do this with travel trailers back in the day my folks uh we did a lot of camping and and there were people who were so proud that they had a, an airstream that was kind of the cadillac of of rvs and you know it might be a dumpy beat up 
25 year old airstream and it's like well we have an airstream and i think you have to be careful not to uh, just get low-end stuff with uh, well-known brands when there might be something better yeah that's exactly right and there are always new entries into the market i think fish pond was an entry into mm-hmm. the market i don't know how long ago yeah maybe four or five years mm-hmm. ago and they've really started to establish yeah. themselves with a uh, certain kind of gear certainly yeah. their sling packs uh, are important but i think the point is just because you like sims let's say in the category of waiters doesn't mean you should automatically buy the sims waiting stick no that's really true in fact i went in last fall to buy a, a waiting stick i went into a fly uh, shop and, and honestly dave i wasn't too concerned about the brands but the ones they carried were orvis and sims and so i i tried both of them out i think the sims was just a little bit more expensive maybe 10 bucks more but, but honestly the the orvis i was able to assemble that it just snapped into place almost instantly and i i thought the sims took a little longer so i bought the orvis instead of the sims this is a good example yeah, of, aren't you proud of me that i'm I didn't so buy sims? proud of you i don't know that i can even fly fish with you because you don't it. have the sims brand anymore. i know it but here's another thing to remember is that brands tend to throw a lot of money into product development so mm. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's a competitive space, um, they're throwing out new rods, new gear every year, and you don't need to to be on the bleeding edge of that. No, you don't. And um, and the corollary to that is I would not advise being loyal to a single brand. Be loyal to what works mm-hmm. for you. Exactly. And I think that's a really important takeaway from how brands position themselves. That is great advice. Well, it's time now for great stuff from our listeners. We enjoy reading your comments, questions, and stories. Today's item comes from Jerry Percy on the Ten Commandments of Waiting. That's been one of our most popular posts. Jerry writes, I fell a few years ago trying to cross the Gallatin on its greased bowling ball rocks. Needless to say, I violated most of your Ten Commandments of Waiting and learned them that day the hard and scary way. I had a bruise on my hip for over a couple of weeks that looked like a big ribeye steak. For what it's worth, I changed soles on my corkers. See, he's a good guy, Dave. He has corkers. (laughs) I changed soles on my corkers constantly to match the stream conditions and personally have found studded to be the stickiest, even more so than aluminum bars. Be safe out there and heed these rules. Wow, that's a great post. There was another post on Facebook where uh, someone told the story of fly fishing with his brother, was it? Yeah, I think so. And Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't sure from the post if, if he actually drowned. Um, it was remember. hard to get from the yeah. post. So, you know, the waiting um, issue is one of those front and center issues that is not going to go away. And it's just a good reminder to make sure we stay stay safe out there. Well, that'll do it for today. How do you go about selecting your gear? Do you use referrals, your experience with a brand, what you see on display in the fly shop? Please tell us by going to twoguysinariver.com and commenting on this podcast link. That's twoguysinariver.com. How do you go about selecting your gear? You can find Two Guys in a River on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast feed on your mobile phone or tablet. Each week, we publish a new episode of the podcast and a new article. Many listeners to our Two Guys podcast use podcasts as their mobile app for the podcast. You can find podcasts in your app store. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. (laughs) 